Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's going on, everybody? John Schaefer with you on this uh, Sunday night Aztec wrap-up show. Looking to recap a, uh, a busy weekend for San Diego State football and basketball. We'll be with you for the next 30 minutes or so, whether you're here live or on replay. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, I would really appreciate that. I've been working on this channel for about the last half a year. I don't even know if it's been a half a year, to be honest with you. But if you're an Aztec fan, if you are a supporter, um, if you are here, whether it's live or on replay, if you wouldn't mind sharing this um this content this channel with others i really do appreciate it if you wouldn't mind subscribing i would appreciate that you can subscribe doesn't cost you a penny smash the like button for me if you wouldn't mind you can follow me on twitter at john schaefer that is j-o-n-s-c-h-a-e-f-f-e-r and again i'll be with you for about the next 30 minutes or so i thought there'd be some aztec fans interested to learn more about this recruiting weekend for sean lewis on the mesa um and I think that there was a lot of positivity coming out of the weekend in terms of what we have learned. Um, obviously, a perfect weather weekend for the Aztecs, a lot of recruits on campus. You saw Snapdragon Stadium um, this past weekend where they had some fancy cars on the field. And it looked like, you know, all things, um, you know, everything that we learned from this past weekend, it looked like a, a pretty good weekend for San Diego State. And you find out today that modern day Catholics, Isaiah Buxton, is the first to commit to Sean Lewis from the prep route, right? He landed someone via the transfer portal, an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman, but he lands uh, Isaiah Buxton. He's talked about the importance of protecting San Diego County, landing recruits from the county, and this is a good start, getting a cornerback, Isaiah Buxton, three-star recruit, uh, formerly committed to the University of Arizona, decommitted, I think, about a month ago and has verbally committed to San Diego State. Of course, the Early signing period is going to open in about a week or so, December 20th, I think is the day that it's going to open. But Isaiah Buxton, San Diegan, at a modern-day Catholic, um, electing to choose San Diego State. Aztecs 2024 classes, other local products, Carlsbad's wide receiver is Will Cianfrini. I don't know how to say that. I apologize. Anthony McMillan Jr. Um, is also a tailback for modern-day Catholic that is verbally committed to San Diego State. And I think the class right now in terms of verbal commitments is in the neighborhood of 10 or 11. And we'll see if that grows in the coming days or not. In addition to landing Isaiah Buxton, San Diego State had a number of other you know, potential student athletes on campus, including Danny O'Neill. There's been a lot of discussion about Danny O'Neill, who is the three-star quarterback recruit that was a commit to Colorado. He decommitted when Sean Lewis uh, left Colorado for San Diego State. He was here on campus this weekend um, out of Indianapolis. And 
Um, we'll see if we learn more on Danny O'Neill in the days ahead. Again, there's about a week or two to go here before the early signing period, December 20th. That's about 10 days from now. Um, that would be a huge land, obviously, for Sean Lewis to get a three-star quarterback commit or recruit who had previously been committed to Colorado, has other Power 5 offers, um, has spoken so highly of Sean Lewis over the last couple of days and weeks, as we've seen on social media. So there's that natural tie potentially between Lewis and Danny O'Neill, I, I think I wrote some articles this past weekend saying that if it was not for Sean Lewis, you wouldn't see Danny O'Neill visiting San Diego State this weekend, taking an official. But Sean Lewis is the new head coach of the Aztecs, and that gives San Diego State a chance to land a player potentially of Danny O'Neill's caliber. And again, they land the cornerback, Isaiah Buxton, here today as well, officially as Buxton, at a modern-day Catholic, um, officially committing, verbally committing to San Diego State. So I think it's exciting times if you're an Aztec fan. I think it's probably... Um, a bit of an unknown time as well for Aztec fans because you got so much going on right now in college athletics, college football, transfer portal, name, image, and likeness. It's completely natural for San Diego State to be going through what they're going through right now in the portal with a number of players currently in the portal. I don't have the full list in front of me, but you, you've seen it, obviously, on social media um, or in news reporting over the last you know, 7, 10, 14 days. Um, you've seen it. There's a lot of San Diego State players right now in the portal. Um, and I think there's a couple of reasons as to why. Obviously, you have a coaching staff change. Uh, you have a team coming off a 4-8 and eight season as well. So you're going to have change. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, you know, you, you land someone like Buxton. He was quoted here saying, you know, he hopes to enroll in the spring and potentially get a chance to get on the field as a true freshman. In 2024, you're potentially replacing multiple starting corners from last year, Des Malone. As uh, announced earlier today, he's committed to the University of Oklahoma via the portal. So Malone, who made 10, 11, 12 starts this past year, you've got a senior Noah Tumblin, who I don't think has yet determined as to what he's going to do. I think he's in the portal. Um, I think there's a possibility he turns pro as well, and I think there's a possibility maybe he returns for San Diego State, although that's just completely my speculation. But, you know, you're going to replace some parts. There's no question about it. You've seen offensive linemen in the portal. You've seen some defensive players in the portal for San Diego State. Um, you've seen players already commit. We saw the um, the tight end, Harpole, commit to ASU today. We saw what happened with Des Malone to Oklahoma. This is part of college athletics right now. This is part of college football. It's something not just San Diego State is going to have to deal with, but programs that have coaching changes, I feel as if this is kind of a natural occurrence, some of which is because you've got to change. Uh, another part of it is you have a new regime coming in. They're looking for you know, players to fit, fit their system. And then you've got the name, image, and likeness component in here as well. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Obviously, San Diego State's going to have a ton of change between 2023 and 2024. I think in terms of some of the positives you see immediately is, first of all, it looks like they're shoring up this 2024 class and a majority of the verbal commitments they had under Brady Hoke. It looks like Sean Lewis is retaining, at least to this point. He adds Isaiah Buxton. He's clearly going after quarterbacks right now, including Danny O'Neill out of Indianapolis. And there were others, obviously, on campus this past weekend as well for San Diego State. They took in an Aztec basketball game on Saturday night. At least a portion of them did. Sean Lewis spoke to the crowd if you were there. Um, I thought that was pretty cool to see Sean Lewis with all his energy on the floor uh, this past weekend at VA Haas Arena. So there's a lot going on. There's no question about it. Um, I'm going to look back on this weekend, and we'll see if it turns out to be a big recruiting weekend for San Diego State. I think there's a chance of that. Again, officially, as of now, just Isaiah Buxton. But there were others on campus do the Aztecs land those players or some of those players between now and signing day on December 20th? We could learn more 
tonight, this upcoming week, or within the next seven or 10 days. So guys, if you are here, whether it's live or on replay, we're talking about San Diego State's football um, heading towards National Signing Day, that early signing day period. The transfer portal is open right now. We're talking about this recruiting weekend for the Aztecs. We'll talk some Aztec hoops as well as San Diego State survives a serious threat from UC Irvine to win at the buzzer again against the Anteaters, essentially 63-62, and the Aztecs are now 8-2 and two on the year. But if you're here, please subscribe. Year-round content for Aztec fans. If you wouldn't mind it, whether you're here live or on replay, that's all I really ask. Uh, trying to get this passion project off the ground, talking as much Aztec football and men's basketball as possible. If you're looking for more of that content, please interact. Please tell people. Please subscribe. And please comment, by the way. If you are here live in the chat, I'll get your chats coming up in a moment. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, something you want to discuss here, uh, please get your comments in right now. If you're watching on replay, if you wouldn't mind commenting down below, I'll try to get to those as well. Um, throughout the course of the upcoming you know, hours and days. Also, the wrap-up show presented by Higher Impact Financial and Eric Lanier. We'll tell you more about Eric Lanier coming up in about 10 minutes or so. All right, let's get this started here in the chat. Journey, thank you for hanging out. He says, we need offensive line help for sure. You see any commits on the line? Not as of yet. I think it's a really good point. San Diego State's had a lot of offensive linemen enter the portal over the last week or so. So it's obviously going to be a point of emphasis. Now they did land. They did land um, someone via the portal, and that was um, a couple days ago. At this point, I'd have to find the name. It was a transfer from North Dakota that they landed via the portal. I'll try to find the name if I can. Um, if someone has it, and they want to put it in the chat. That would be helpful because I'm trying to do two things at once here. But they did land an offensive line commit via the portal which was Sean Lewis's you know, first portal acquisition, so to speak. And then, again, Isaiah Buxton was San Diego State's first um, verbal commit via the prep route for Sean Lewis that came over this weekend. Uh, but if someone has that and they can put that in the chat, I'll be happy to share that um, with, the, uh, with the chat here or with the channel right now with everyone watching. Uh, Mr. Davis, thank you. He says, go Aztecs. Coach Lewis is starting off hot. He seems to be the first coach to understand the potency of San Diego's talent and actually go after them instead of shrugging his shoulders like prior coaches. Uh, thank you, Mr. Davis. I mean, I think, you know, Brady Hoke has, has talked repeatedly and at length about, you know, his desire to keep local products home. I think if you look at this roster right now, or at least in 2023, there are tons of players out of San Diego County, Orange County, surrounding counties here in Southern California. Um, the same could be said for when Rocky Long was head coach here. it's Of course, it's important. There's no question about it. And there's also a lot of competition in Southern California, especially with as many Power 5 programs that surround San Diego County, whether it's the schools in LA, Northern California, or in Arizona. So it's not easy to retain talent in San Diego County. It's it's one of the richest counties with football recruits in the country. Um, so there's, there's enough. I think Brady previously had said it. There would be enough just in San Diego County to field a really, really good division one program just with San Diego County recruits. So it's clearly a point of emphasis. Sean Lewis has talked about it. He went after Buxton and landed him. He's got McMillan in this class. He's got the wide receiver we talked about previously. There are others currently that are not committed that could hopefully potentially land at San Diego state. So we know about that. I mean, San Diego County is very rich in high school football talent. There's no question about that. That'll be beneficial for Sean Lewis. Um, whether it's short-term right now in this cycle in 2024 or long-term as he continues to recruit the county, you know, in the weeks ahead. 
Uh, Padres Chargers Clippers, thank you. He said, uh, did I see a pic of Danny O'Neill standing in front of a Lamborghini wearing an SDSU uniform? I think you did. I think you did see that. I also saw this past weekend, was it Nick Saban with a recruit um, showing off his Ferrari? Um, you know, this is modern day recruiting. It was pretty cool. You've heard Sean Lewis talk about, you know, Aztec fast and you got these, you know, sporting, you know, sports cars on the field at Snapdragon Stadium with, um, you know, players taking their official visits and dressed up in Aztec uniforms and taking photos in front of these sport cars or sports cars. It's kind of outside of my uh, wheelhouse. If I'm being honest, I don't know anything about a sports car. I drive a Volkswagen Jetta, <laughs> but you know, this is, this is the world of, of modern college football, right? We got a portal, we've got NIL, we've got prep route, we've got transfer portal. Um, and it was cool to see, you know, San Diego state, um, kind of embraced that this past weekend. I'm sure there's some people that say, well, hold on, what is this? And other people that say, I love it. There's other people saying, whatever it is, at the end of the day, San Diego State and Sean Lewis and his staff are doing everything in their power to you know, land potential student athletes. So if this is a way they deem to be beneficial, then you know that's what they're going to do. And I thought it was pretty cool. And we'll see um, how it's received again in the you know days and weeks ahead. Uh, Max, thank you. He says, I wonder if O'Neill has a legitimate shot of starting as a freshman, assuming he follows his guy Lewis here. Interesting question. I mean, I think we've tossed it around, whether it's here uh, on the wrap-up show or on um, John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760, when I'm talking Aztec, um, you know, football and basketball. It's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't really know. I mean, you would think as a true freshman, there would certainly be competition for the position, right? You would just think that. As a true freshman, um, there's certainly true freshman quarterbacks that have started around the country. It's not unheard of. Um, but when you consider the availability of quarterbacks as well via the portal, also what you have returning potentially to San Diego State, what you had in that quarterback room other than Jalen Maiden, there's no question you'd think there'd be competition for the job even if you landed Danny O'Neill. And you wonder if the ideal route is O'Neill starting from day one or is the ideal route for O'Neill to be mentored by a transfer portal quarterback that Sean Lewis can bring in or someone that's currently in that QB room right now for San Diego state. But that's a good question. Um, you know, I think you could, you could weigh the positives and the negatives of starting a true freshman quarterback. If you believe you're better off for it in the long term, and even potentially just a couple of games into his tenure and you, you know, you learn from it and you improve over the course of the year. And then by year two, you've got someone with, you know, an unbelievable amount of experience, 12, 13 starts potentially under their belt. You can make that argument. Um, or you could make the argument that maybe learning under someone for a full year puts you in a position to potentially compete for that job as a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore in 2025. But it's an interesting point. Uh, Max, thank you. He says, I'll try to keep the hoax criticism to a minimum, but I think Lewis may have more energy in his pinky finger than Brady. You know, it, I, I would say this, and, and Sean Lewis has been so complimentary of the previous staff, Brady Hoke, and before that, Rocky Long. I don't think there's really any reason to be critical of what San Diego State's previous coaching staff did. I think they were very successful in their own right, and I think it should be celebrated. I don't think there's any reason to be critical of what the Aztecs have done over the last 15 years. Obviously, this past year was disappointing. You've heard Brady talk about that. Um, you've heard you know, San Diego State fans talk about it, but a couple of years ago they won 12 games, and that was exciting, and that was the most wins in the history of uh, of the program. So, you know, I, I don't think it's really necessary. I think that a lot of credit is owed to Brady Hoke and Rocky Long and others for putting this program in a position where it is, where hopefully Sean Lewis is able to continue to build on that momentum moving forward. And th that's the way I see it. Um, you know, that, that's the way I see it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's see here. Okay, Padres Chargers Clippers. He says, if the Tex don't score 30 points per game in 2024, I'm entering the fan transfer portal. Um, I, I would say this, that you're going to see improvement on offense in 2024. That's the most likely scenario. But also, you you got to walk a little bit before you run. I don't know if you go from 20 points per game to 40 points per game. To your point, you know, maybe you're able to go to 30 points per game. But I don't know if this is an overnight fix or not. I think what you want to see is progress. What I think you want to see is improvement. And I think it's going to take at least a period of time, you would think, to completely change over an offense systematically, right? And you're going to make a lot of changes potentially on defense as well if you're Sean Lewis and this coaching staff. So, you know, it's hard to do it overnight. I think it's possible in modern college football because you can change over your roster for better or for worse, potentially in a very short period of time, and you don't have to necessarily build it over a two, three, four-year period. So I think that's the positive. But you also you know, have to blend a roster together in a short period of time as well. So I think Sean Lewis and his staff and the team deserve the opportunity to you know, build because if you're expecting 40 points from from game one or the top FBS offense in the country like you had at Kent State a couple of years ago, I, I don't know if that's realistic or not. I think what's realistic is to see offensive improvement and to see a different style offensively and to see more points per game from the Aztecs. No question about it. Hopefully in 2024. All right. Thank you here for uh, for the comment. He says, how will coach address lack of playmaking receivers? Do they have enough NIL to compete? Well, I think the day that Sean Lewis was announced as head coach, you saw Balen Brooks take to social media saying, we got our coach, we got our guy, which is very encouraging. Uh, playmaker, true freshman receiver that the previous coaching staff was extremely high on, I think has a chance to pay dividends immediately under Sean Lewis. We'll see about the rest of the receiving core, whether some return or not. And then what can they do in the portal with some veterans? And what do they do via the you know prep route with true freshmen? But um, I think they'll have playmakers. I really do. I think that there's going to be a lot of players that want to play for Sean Lewis and want to be in this offense where he's had success, whether it was at Colorado or Kent State or before that, Syracuse. Um, where else was he? Where uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was? Where was that? I forget, that beat San Diego State about 10 years ago, Eastern Illinois. So he's had a ton of success everywhere he's been on offense, and players are going to recognize that. Regarding NIL, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know how San Diego State stacks up to other programs in the Mountain West or how they compare to programs around the Power Five. It's obviously a hot button. It's obviously impactful. You see players leaving San Diego State and getting opportunities at the Power Five level. Clearly, NIL could be playing a role in that, plus the opportunity to play in a league like the SEC where Des Malone is going with Oklahoma, but NIL is a factor. Um, and if you're concerned about NIL and you're a San Diego State fan, I encourage you encourage you to go to Aztec Link or Mesa Foundation and support because it is important for these programs, whether it's football or basketball, and everything matters, You know, whether it's a few bucks a month or more than that. Whatever you're able to contribute, I think, is impactful. 
But obviously, San Diego State, from an NIL perspective, isn't competing with the University of Oklahoma. But then again, from a recruiting perspective, was San Diego State really recruit, um, competing with Oklahoma, right? So when you lose a, a student athlete or a player to, you know, quote-unquote power two league, like Des Malone to Oklahoma, um, I think you just congratulate Des Malone and say, you know, wish him best in that opportunity. Because if it's coming down to Oklahoma and San Diego State, and Oklahoma's got those resources – has that league, has that NIL money. That's going to be hard, whether it's prep route or via the transfer portal. Let's see here. And then he follows up by saying recruiting comes down to NIL. San Diego State does not have the funds. I don't think recruiting solely comes down to NIL. I think NIL is a part of recruiting. Um, I think it varies whether it's portal as opposed to prep route, high school players. But yes, NIL is a part of major college athletics right now. It is not the only part. Look at San Diego State basketball. Um, they've been more than competitive, obviously, in this NIL era, and they haven't had the exact same resources as programs like Gonzaga or Arizona or other, you know, basketball blue blood, so to speak. So it, it's not solely NIL. NIL matters. Brian Dutcher's talked about that. Sean Lewis has talked about that. Brady Hoke has talked about that. But it is not the end all be all. Um, NIL is not the only decision that players are, you know making determinations on. I think it matters for a lot of people, and I think for others, there are other factors at play. Playing time, opportunity, location, education, facilities. These are all factors for players or prospective, you know, prep recruits. Let's see here. Uh, Max, thank you. He says a change of offensive scheme should attract quarterbacks, wide receivers, knowing it's not 60% handoffs. You know, the thing I would say about Sean Lewis's offense is he's clearly, he's going to run the football. Um, he had a lot of success running the football at Kent State. He had one of the most balanced offenses in the country in like 2020 or 2021 when he had that amazing season with like 3,500 rushing yards and 3,500 passing yards, like the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard of. I sometimes think there's a misconception with high-powered offenses that it's all, you know, um, wheeling and dealing through the air like a complete run and shoot. And that's not the way that Sean Lewis has typically run his offense. I think they aired it out more with Shador Sanders at Colorado, maybe because of circumstance this past year. But if you look at what he did at Kent State and at other stops, he wants to run the football. Um, he wants to have balance. And he has talked about that these first couple of weeks on the Mesa. There we go. All right. I think they'll take it. Padres Chargers Clippers says he can donate $2 to San Diego State NIL if he wins his fantasy league. Um, King Fan Chris, thank you. He says, what are we hearing about the defensive coordinator position? I think Kirk Kenny had some quotes from Sean Lewis, who again spoke at halftime at Viejas Arena on Saturday night um, and was energetic and I think was was losing his voice. He's, he's probably had to talk so much over the last couple of weeks, right? whether it's media or players or to fans at Viejas or to recruits on this recruiting weekend, whatever it is. Um, but he spoke at Viejas Arena this past weekend, and I think Kirk Kenny had him quoted as saying that he hoped to have his staff finished within the next couple of weeks and then pointed to early signing day on December 20th. So we're going to know sooner rather than later. I mean, if, if you want to have a staff fully in place by December 20th, then you're looking at probably this upcoming week to make final determinations. He's already made at least a handful of hires that San Diego State – has announced Aztecs, I think, announcing that they've retained some of their coaching staff from this previous year as well. If you've just followed on social media, I think some of the former coaches from 2023 are still tweeting out about recruiting and about the program and tagged by Sean Lewis and others, right? So you got a couple of coaches I think will be back, and you're going to have changes, as you'd always have when you bring in 
a brand new head coach. That's to be expected. Uh, that is completely normal. And yeah, we haven't seen a defensive coordinator officially announced. Um, Sean Lewis is going to call plays on offense. He's been a brilliant play caller throughout the course of his career. And uh, they still have a couple of vacancies right now on that coaching staff. It, it sounds like they'll be filled sooner rather than later. He, I think he told the media when he was hired that he felt as if one of the mistakes he made at Kent State was trying to organize his staff as quickly as possible, where with the benefit of hindsight, he'd rather just get the staff right. So why not take the extra time to make sure you get the staff right as opposed to trying to make the hires as quickly as possible, but not being as comfortable as you'd like to be with the staff. What's going on, uh, SD Sports Fiend? Good to have you here, man. Again, guys, if you are here, please subscribe. You're on content for Aztec fans. He says, if O'Neill commits, he will enroll early. He was going to do that at Colorado. So, you know, you're talking about January. So you're, you're talking about a, what, mid-January enrollee whenever the semester starts. That's one month from now. And again, he was visiting this past weekend. So I'm in uniform on field at Snapdragon Stadium. Highly sought after recruit out of the city of Indianapolis. I think Cathedral High School. Has multiple Power 5 op offers, including Colorado, which he decommitted from about two weeks ago. So it would be a big win. Uh, it would be a, a big, big, you know, a big win for Sean Lewis early on here at San Diego State if he's able to lure a player of Danny O'Neill's caliber at the quarterback position. But we'll find out, right? We'll find out here in the days ahead if Danny O'Neill does ultimately make his way to San Diego State or not. All right, I'm going to get back to the comments here in a moment. Um, but before I do that, actually, I got to do something real quick. Um, I want to thank our good friend here on the wrap up show. That would be Eric Lanier. So, Eric Lanier is the sponsor here of the wrap up show, the Aztecs wrap up show, and really do appreciate his support of the channel. And I'm trying to find <laughs> some of the copy. Here for this, bear with me. My apologies, uh, Eric. So Eric's a San Diegan, and he is a lifelong San Diego sports fan. He's the founder of Higher Impact Financial, which is based right here in Southern California. And he has found that he can solve two major problems for people that meet with him. The first is that he's found that too many people do not have a financial plan, or if they do, it is outdated. The second problem is that most of us just don't have clear, defined financial goals. So Eric can help with both. The link for Eric's website is below. If you're ready to get better results with your wealth, then you've got to set up a 15-minute call with Eric. His firm is different than anything you've experienced from a financial advisor. And what sets him apart is the questions he'll ask to discover what truly matters to you and the strategies and ideas he'll bring to the table. He truly runs his firm like a family office. So again, if you're looking for more information about how to be better with your money, and for financial planning, click the link in the description down below. You can get in contact with Eric. Simple 15-minute call, and Eric Lanier can get you on the right path with your financial planning. So we thank Higher Impact Financial and Eric Lanier for their support of the Aztecs Wrap-Up Show. All right, let me get back to the chat here. I've got another five or ten minutes. I'm about to do a Padres Wrap-Up Show with Jim in a moment, but appreciate you guys hanging out, whether you're here live or on replay. Uh, Journey, thank you. Says there are restrictions on having commits as guests on John and Jim, or do they already have to be signed? Would be a cool thing for the kids to get on the show. Journey, it's a great question. They do not have to be signed because I've had San Diego State basketball players on before they officially sign. I think I've had that over the years. I think I've had like a Terrell Gomez and you know, maybe like a Darion Tramel. So that that's a that's an interesting point. Um, that's something I can work on. We're certainly gonna have some 
new members of the coaching staff on in the week ahead, by the way. I'm John and Jim on San Diego Sports 760. And certainly once we get to signing day, we'll have some of the new players for the Aztecs on John and Jim as well. And you can find us on San Diego Sports 760 weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Larry Joe, what's going on, man? Appreciate you hanging out with us here tonight. Loyal viewer, listener. Appreciate you, Larry Joe. He says, hi, John. Larry Joe here. Braden Bryant was the OL commit from the transfer portal. Thank you. University of North Dakota, not North Dakota State. Interior lineman, I think, via the portal. So, you know, yes, you've got players heading out. We've talked a little bit about them, whether it's Harpole, the tight end to ASU, Malone to Oklahoma. There's going to be others. We understand it. There will be others, clearly, because you've got a lot of Aztecs right now in the portal. But they have landed multiple players here in about a week under Sean Lewis. You've got Braden Bryant alignment and now you've got isaiah buxton a cornerback as well that he's landed so obviously the roster overall is a work in progress that's because you have a brand new coaching staff and you've got a wide open transfer portal and you've got an early signing period that is gonna pay off potentially in the next handful of days as the aztecs have you know 10 11 12 verbal commits for the upcoming year uh, Max, thank you. He says, John, you can have balance without being as run heavy and play action pass heavy as the attacks have been offensively. There is a reason we've always been RBU and been comparatively lacking with quarterback wide receiver. Um, trying to, yeah, no, I understand. I definitely, Max, I understand. I mean, San Diego State certainly over the last 15 years has been RBU. You can go back before that, obviously, with Marshall Falk. There was an era of time, whether it was Coriel or in the 90s um, where San Diego State was airing it out a ton. But yeah, you look at the last 20 years, the last 15 years, a lot of the success has been on the ground and ball control and 1,000-yard backs and 2,000-yard backs and outstanding defense and the 3-3-5, right? I mean, physicality. So the brand in which they've won over the last 15 years has been with running the football, controlling the football, not turning it over, keeping their defense off the field, forcing turnovers, right? Running for 200 yards a game, winning the turnover battle, being really good on special teams. I think a lot of that's really valuable because they've won a lot of games doing that. With all that being said, it's going to look different. They're going to speed up this offense. They're looking to score at a greater clip. And this is what Aztec fans have been asking for, certainly over the last couple of years. And I think they're going to get that um, hopefully here in 2024. So your point uh, is taken. Point is well taken, Max. All right, while well, we have a moment, Aztec basketball yesterday without Jaden Ledee beating UC Irvine. The Aztecs with a fourth, basically, final possession win of the season, you could say. Winning on a Micah Parrish and one yesterday with 10 seconds to play, then holding off a final shot from UC Irvine. And again, without Jaden Ledee because of an elbow strain, they're hoping to get him back sooner rather than later. It is just a strain. They want to be careful with him. You're going to need him moving forward. They have 10 days off for St. Catherine, then 12 days really off until they play Stanford. So between Grand Canyon and Stanford, you could give Jaden Ledee about 15, 16 days. And that's the period of time, hopefully, that he will need with rest and rehab to get back fully healthy for San Diego State. But without Jaden Ledee, you win with Micah Parrish there late, overcoming a five-point deficit in the final 40 seconds. It was ridiculous. For the Aztecs, they have the putback at the buzzer against UCSD from Ledee. They've got the overtime win against Washington and Vegas. They have the overtime win against Cal at San Juan Capistrano. So it's been wild. Uh, but at the, the end result's the end result. And there have been close games and close calls, but they're 8-2. And, and still top 30 in the net, top 33 in Ken Palm. They've got a week and a half off here for finals. They'll get St. Catherine on the 19th, uh, NAIA program, then they'll get ready for Stanford. I think Stanford's a big game. Stanford, from a metric perspective, isn't highly ranked. What I think in Ken Palm, they're top 100, but in the net, they're somewhere around 200. So that's a game 
from a metric perspective that the Aztecs are going to have to find a way to win. And then from there, it's a little bit of house money when you go to Gonzaga December 29th, and then you open up conference play. But if you can get through Stanford with a win, I think you've done everything you could ask of this team in the non-conference. Because it worse than you're 10-3 and three with a victory over St. Catherine and Stanford, you're 10-2. and two. Even if you lose at Gonzaga, you're 10-3. and three. And you head into conference play with just three quad one road losses, potentially, if you lose to Gonzaga. If you beat Gonzaga, you know, you've completely built your resume in the non-conference. But worst case, if you beat Stanford, you're looking at 10-3 and three in the non-conference. And then the conference is stacked. You've got five teams right now inside the top 53, I think, in the net. So there'll be opportunities for quad one and quad two wins for the Aztecs once they get into conference play. But credit Brian Dutcher, credit these players. They have found ways. They have not been fully healthy, whether it's Jaden Ledee or Reese Waters had the flu or Darion Trammell's elbow or Jay Powell had the flu or Miles Bird's hip or Demarche Johnson Jr.'s shoulder. Like this is not something they went through as much a year ago as they made that run to a national championship game. It's something they're dealing with early. The good news is they don't play a lot. In the month of December, again, next game's the 19th, non-D1 game. You don't have to play guys that aren't 100% healthy. Then you play the 21st. Then you have another eight days off before playing Gonzaga on the 29th. So a chance to get healthy and San Diego State trying to hold serve, get to conference play at 10 and 3 or better potentially, and that would put them in a position where they're in obviously really good position. Jay Powell hopefully gets more minutes now, massive rebound and coming out performance. He was great. And yes, you always want Jaden Ledee. He's one of the best players in the country. But you allow Jay Powell to develop on floor last night, get meaningful minutes. And I think that's huge for the Aztecs moving forward and their bench. Really do. Really do. What's going on, Adam? Thank you for hanging out. Um, the pure degeneracy, are you concerned at all about their consistent lack of struggle of putting teams away? If so, how can they fix it? I don't get concerned with play in December. I think like most college basketball teams, you're trying to put yourself in a position where you're playing your best basketball in February and March. And the Aztecs under Brian Dutcher always improve as the season goes on. So no, I'm not really overly concerned with anything other than them getting healthy. Um, Brian Dutcher's talked about the importance of getting back to who they've been on defense and they still need to clean things up. I thought for the first half yesterday, they were really good. Second half, UC Irvine shot 52%, but the Aztecs might have ran out a little bit of gas without Jaden Ledee. But no, I'm, I'm not, to be honest. I mean, certainly you want to see them put away teams like Cal or Washington when you build those leads, and they were unable to do so until overtime. But if you go back to a year ago as well, there were very similar circumstances that played out. Very similar circumstances, although the Aztecs won a lot of close games last year, and that's something they're doing right now as well here in 23-24. Let's see, any confidence issue with Butler on the offensive side of the ball? I saw some quotes here from Mark Ziegler tonight, um, Brian Dutcher talking about Lamont. Um, and just, I, listen, we all know what Lamont means to this team. I mean, you know, he's irreplaceable, especially with his defensive abilities, um, with obviously what he accomplished a year ago. Um, he has, you know, had some inconsistencies on offense here to start the year, and I'm sure he would tell you that. Here's the quote from Dutch. He says, Lamont is a confident player. He's made big, timely plays for us in his career and will continue to do so. It's just getting back in a rhythm, both at the foul line and from the field, to get his confidence back up and be the player we know he is. So, yeah, he talked a little bit about confidence. Everyone would struggle with confidence when they're not you know, shooting the ball the way they want to shoot. And Lamont has not shot the ball as well this year as he did a year ago, but the season is long, and we're only 10 games in. I got confidence. 
that Lamont's going to turn it around. Got about 60 seconds here. Um, let's see. How do they improve their rebounding? Um, you know, they're still plus. I think they're still plus on the season. Were they minus three against Irvine yesterday? I think they're still plus on the season. Um, you know, they're somewhat undersized up front, right? You don't have Nathan Mensa anymore. You don't have Keisha Johnson. But it's not all about size rebounding. We've talked about that before. And David, yes, thank you. Thank you for finding me. All right, please subscribe. If you are here, year-round content for Aztec fans. We'll have more for you throughout the course of the week. Please subscribe. If you are here, if you wouldn't mind smashing the like button, I would appreciate that as well. My name is John Schaefer. Much more for you in the days and weeks ahead. Talking Aztecs football and basketball on the wrap-up show presented by Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Thanks, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.